Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we're discovering how we can be transformed by our trials. Perseverance is the gift that allows you to transform into the person that God is calling you to be. Joy allows you to go through your trials with a sense of expectation that God is going to give you perseverance. And when you have perseverance, you have the ability to change into the person that God has called you to be. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. This week, we're talking about the hope that Jesus brings. Last week, we talked about healing, and today we look at joy, how to get it back and hang on to it. Christmas is only a couple of weeks away, and one of the most popular songs of this season is Joy to the World, but so many people right now are struggling, going through a test, a trial, or a difficulty that seems to be robbing them of their joy. Well, today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark is sharing a message that will help you navigate how to keep your joy in the midst of challenging times. So let's listen. Here's Mark Job. I have a couple of kids that really like amusement park rides, roller coasters, the spinning amusement park rides that make you dizzy. I happen to like them. I don't like the ones that spin as much as I like the ones that go up and down and high and drop you. But if you've ever been on one of those rides, you'll notice that there's a sign before you get on that says, please take care of loose objects. They don't want the cell phones falling out of your pockets. They don't want your glasses flinging out over the crowd. They don't want the change that you have to go somewhere or there your slippers go flying into the air as the amusement ride jerks you around and throws you around. And so they say, please secure loose objects because you can lose something that's really dear to you in the jerking and shoving and up and down and twirling. I believe that joy is a little bit like that, that many of us, well, we had joy and it was important to us, but life became a roller coaster. It went up and down, spun us around, jerked us a little bit, shook us a little bit. And somewhere in the ride, because we haven't been able to hang on to our joy, we lost it. And by the time the ride is over, we wonder, hey, where did it go? I wasn't able to hang on to my joy in the midst of the bumps and movements of life. And I need to try to regain my joy. So if you're here today and life has been a roller coaster, and you've lost your joy in the process, I want to talk to you about regaining your joy and hanging on to it. Some of us are very good at acting like we have joy. We, we've learned how to put a smile on our face and say, how you doing today? Oh, great. Never had a bad day. But inside we're hurting. And I'm not talking about pretend joy. I'm talking about real joy. I read recently that in 1835, a man visited a doctor in Florence, Italy. He was filled with anxiety and exhausted from lack of sleep. He couldn't eat. He avoided his friends. The doctor examined him and found that he was in prime physical condition. He concluded that his patient 
needed to have a good time, that he was depressed. And so the physician told him, hey, the circus is in town. And he said, you have to see the clown. His name is Grimaldi, this famous clown, world-renowned. He said, if you go, he will make you, he's got people laughing, rolling down the aisle. He's the funniest man I've ever heard. I think you need to go to see that clown. Just go to the circus, laugh a lot. I think you'll feel better. The man looked at him and said, shook his head and said, no, no, you, you don't understand. He said, no, 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 you need to go to the circus, the physician said. He said, no, you don't understand. I am Grimaldi. And you see, sometimes the class clown, the one that makes everybody laugh, is really not that happy. Uh, we can put on an act and make people think that we have joy, but inside we may be hurting. And so today I want to talk to you about joy, how to keep it, how to hang on to it when life is throwing you around. James chapter 1 talks about it very specifically. I'm going to begin reading in verse 2 of James chapter 1. Through verse 8, I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of God's word. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brother, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. But perseverance must finish its work so that you may be complete and mature not lacking anything. But if anyone lacks wisdom, he must ask God, who gives to all men generously without finding fault. But when he asks, he must not doubt, because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, thrown and tossed by the wind. That man should not expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man and unstable in all that he does." Word of the Lord, you may be seated. If you're taking notes this morning, I want to, you to jot this down. If you're trying to hang on to your joy, number one, as you seek to hang on to your joy, hang on to your joy in the time of testing because there is a purpose to your pain. It's interesting that James tells us that we are to consider it pure joy whenever we face trials. I don't know about you, but my natural reaction with the trial is not joy. It's more like frustration. He says, I want you to consider it pure joy. That means this sense of contentment, elation, expectation. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. I want you to notice also that he says whenever you face. He doesn't say if, he says when. How many of you know that if you live life, trials will be there? Bad times hit everybody. There's not a person on earth that doesn't go through hard times. If you're here today and you've never gone through a hard time, it's because you're six months old and you can't talk about it yet. But hey, everybody has hard times. He says consider it pure joy Whenever you face trials of many kinds, there's a lot of kinds of trials. There's health trials, marital trials, financial trials, relational trials, emotional trials, co-worker trials, in-law trials. I mean, there's a lot of kinds of trials we face. 
But he tells us that when we are facing these kind of trials, that we can consider it pure joy. And notice the word here that's important, because. You say, well, why can I consider it joy? Because you know that the testing of your faith. You see, to one degree or another, every trial that we have, every hardship that we face, it tests ultimately our faith. Because in the middle of a trial, your faith is being put to the test. There's pressure on your faith to believe God that he's still good, that he's still in control, that his word can be trusted. Whenever you face a trial, it may be about your marriage, but ultimately you're in your marriage saying, God, give me the power to forgive this man and not get bitter and not get angry, and I'm going to trust you to give me a soft heart. It may be a financial trial, but ultimately it's a faith trial because you're saying, God, my finances look a little shaky right now, but I believe that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides all my needs. I'm going to still trust you in my finances. I'm going to still give and be generous. I'm going to still trust you to open doors. I'm not going to lose my joy even when my finances are being tested. Ultimately, it's a faith test. And so he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The reason that we can have joy in the middle of pain is that we know that something good is coming out of it. That's what he's telling us in this scripture. There is good that's going to come out of the pain. So therefore, you can have joy knowing that your pain is not wasted. 19 years ago, my wife went into labor with our first child, Marissa. And well... We thought that it was going to be this, well, the, the midwives had told us that this was not a medical condition, that this was a natural, joyful experience, I think is how they put it. Well, into her 28th hour of labor, it did not feel like a very joyful experience. I mean, this baby did not want to come out. She pushed and tugged and... I mean, they tried everything to get this baby out. And, and my wife was exhausted and tired and just could not, no longer go for it. And finally, they had to take her into an emergency C-section. And I think it turned out to be about 30-some hours by the time they took her into emergency C-section. And when they pulled the baby out, I tell you what, I forgot about all the pain. I forgot about all the trial. I forgot about all the hardship. They pulled that baby out. Now, of course, I wasn't going through all the pain and hardship and trial like my wife was. It took her a little more longer to get over it. When they pulled that baby out, I was happy. That's my baby. My wife was drugged, so she was like, yeah, baby. But, but, but I was happy. It's my baby. I love this baby. Now, if you would have asked my wife, and I think I did, Actually, about a week after she had had the baby, she was convinced no more babies. I mean, that was, no, I don't want to go through that any other time. 
Obviously, we have three children, so you know she did go through the pain because in time you forget the pain of labor. Why? Because you know that your pain is about to bring something really great. It's a baby. So you endure the pain knowing that a baby is coming. And in the same way, what James is telling us is that when you're in the middle of a trial, you are giving birth to something in your trial. Oh, it may feel painful at the time. You may feel frustrated. You may feel like this is testing you and it's difficult. But James is telling us that your trial and your difficulty is giving birth to something important in your life. You say, well, what is it giving birth to? Well, the word is in the Greek, it's giving birth to hupomone. You say hupo what? Hupomone, it's the word perseverance. With a message about learning to persevere, you're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job in the first part of today's program, Bold Steps Weekend. Today's message is titled, There is Joy for the Discouraged. Well, if you find yourself needing a little bit of encouragement this holiday season, be sure to sign up for our Bold Stepper Weekly, a special email devotional from Mark delivered right to your inbox each Monday morning. It's right there for me at the start of my week, and I always look forward to seeing the ministry updates and inspiring stories Mark has to share. And you can too. Don't miss out on this encouraging and insightful devotional. Sign up at boldstepsweekend.org. I also want to remind you that if you ever have trouble sticking around for an entire radio broadcast, you can always listen at your own pace anytime by subscribing to our podcast. It's available on most podcast platforms, and you'll find us using your podcast app by searching for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. All right, now let's get back into the second half of today's message. Mark is going to touch on the third point, showing us how to ask God for wisdom in the tough times. Perseverance, and you say, well, you know, that sounds like a little bit like a white elephant gift. You ever played that? You unwrap it? Have you ever been given a gift that you're like, you have to really force yourself to act excited about it? Like, oh, this is great. This green Santa Claus tie, I'm sure I'll find somewhere to use it. Oh, well, thank you, mother-in-law, for this package of underwear. That's very nice of you. And you kind of have to force yourself to smile about the gift that you unwrap. Well, some of us feel that way about perseverance. We're like, oh, great. I'm glad, God, you're giving me the gift of perseverance. But why do I want perseverance? Well, if you knew what perseverance does in your life, you would want it really bad. Because what the Bible tells us is that you cannot become a mature individual. You cannot change who you are. You cannot grow. You cannot become the person that God wants you to be without the gift of perseverance. Perseverance is the gift that allows you to transform into the person that God is calling you to be. So your trials, if you face your trials with joy... Joy allows you to go through your trials with a sense of expectation that God is going to give you perseverance. And when you have perseverance, you have the ability to change into the person 
that God has called you to be. Number two, not only must you hang on to your joy in the time of testing because there's a purpose to it. The second thing you need to remember to hang on to your joy, you need to keep doing what is right in the time of testing so that maturity can keep developing. Notice what it says in verse four. It says, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This word hupomone, perseverance, is not a passive kind of waiting, patient perseverance like you need in a doctor's room. It's a kind of active perseverance that you need like when you're in your 21st mile of a marathon. It's that powerful energy that comes that says you can keep doing this. It's the kind of perseverance you need when you are doing something that's hard to do. You want to give up, you're tired, but you stay in that place because you know that unless you stay in that place, you're going to lose. It's that kind of perseverance. What James tells us is the secret to our trials is that when you keep joy, because you know that God is doing something good through your trial, it gives you the gift of perseverance. And perseverance, if you stick with perseverance, perseverance gives you the gift of transformation. Once in a while, I'll run into someone that says, hey, well, I've been a believer for 20 years. And I look at them and I think, wow, I would be shocked that you've been a believer for 20 years. And some people act like just because they've been a believer a long time, that that makes them more mature. But how many of you know that you, you can be a believer a long time, but not grow in your maturity or transformation? Some people have been a believer for 20 years, but they've been in kindergarten the whole time. They just keep repeating kindergarten over and over. They don't go to first grade and second grade and third grade and fourth grade. They're not in spiritual college anymore. They're just kind of repeating things over and over. Well, why? Because they have no perseverance. You see, what perseverance allows us to do, it allows us to continue to move to the next level of transformation and change. It means that when I'm going through a trial, I keep my joy and I say, I know that God is in control and I'm going to keep doing what's right, even though it's hard to do what's right. I'm going to keep doing what's right. And as I do what's right, my character is changing. I'm being molded and formed by God. God is doing something. I'm growing. It's like going to the gym. If you were on a football team or a wrestling team or you worked out, every weightlifter knows the little phrase that says, no pain, no gain. Because if you understand how your body works, you go and you look at a set of weights. And the way it works is that if you use that set of weights and you work out with something that strains your muscles enough, the next day, you feel sore. How about it? How many know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, N never felt that. <laughs> You're sore. Well, why are you sore? Because your muscles have actually broken down. What strong training does is it breaks your muscles down. 
But it's a good thing because the only way you get bigger muscles is by your muscles rebuilding themselves. And so uh, something called protein helps your muscles rebuild themselves. And when they're rebuilt, they're stronger. They're more elastic. They're able to handle more. But you had to experience pain for them to be able to grow into what they are. It's the same way in our spiritual life. You cannot grow without maintaining joy, going through the pain, and allowing God to change you in the midst to become the person that God has called you to be. Now hear me well. Not everybody who goes through trial becomes a better person. I've run into people that have terrible lives, tons of trials, but they don't change because it's not just about going through a trial. It's about going through a trial with joy and having your confidence in God. Your faith is being tested, but your faith is not, you're not losing your faith. You're gaining your faith. You're becoming stronger. You're keeping your joy. Perseverance is allowing you to change. So James tells us that perseverance must finish its work. Every time you bail out, every time you quit doing what you know is right to do, you stop the work of perseverance. Spurgeon, as he looked back on his life, he, he said, I bear willing witness that I owe more to the fire and to the hammer and to the file than to anything else in the Lord's workshop. I question whether I have ever learned anything except through the rod. What Spurgeon was saying is that most of the things he's learned in life, he learned in the hard times. James is saying, I want you to keep a spirit of positivity and joy when you're in the middle of your trial because you know that God has a purpose for your pain and the purpose is to give you perseverance and perseverance when it's finished, makes you mature and complete. You become more loving, more full of faith, stronger in your spiritual walk, more of a leader, more able to give if you endure with joy because God is doing a work in your life. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, the first part of a message titled, There is Joy for the Discouraged. We'll continue this message next weekend, so be sure to join us then. In the meantime, feel free to listen to any message you might have missed so far in our series called Christmas Brings Hope by going online to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, Mark, this time of year is filled with so much to do, of course, getting decorations, buying gifts, travel plans. There's a lot on our plates, but in the midst of all the hustle and bustle and noise, we know we need to spend time with God. And unfortunately, that's not so easy sometimes. Hey, Wayne, here in Chicago, there's lights on every tree. <laughs> there's hustle, bustle. Uh, suddenly there's traffic jams. And it's a great celebration time. Mm -hmm. But seriously, life gets super overwhelmingly busy. It does. As believers, I feel the pull of just carving out time to spend with Jesus, especially as we come to the Christmas season, not only carving out time, but making it a meaningful celebration, yeah. not just a busy time that you end up exhausted, spending too much, eating too much, but have little to do with Jesus. This is where a bold step gift can help. It really does. Louis Giglio's book called At the Table with Jesus. I, I love 
the title, and I love the focus. It's all about understanding who Jesus is and the different aspects of who Jesus is. 66 devotionals specifically focused on who Jesus is. Well, the good news is we'll send everyone listening a copy of At the Table with Jesus when you give a donation of any amount to Bold Steps Weekend. And you can do that right now by going to our website, boldstepsweekend.org, or call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Or if it's easier, send your gift and request for the Bold Step gift through the mail. Address an envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you'd like to connect with our Bold Steps community, feel free to join us on social media by liking and following our pages on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way to connect with us in real time. So find us today on either of our pages by searching for Bold Steps Radio. You can also now subscribe to our YouTube channel where you find some great video content and special teachings from Mark on subjects ranging from the power of prayer and dealing with grief to what it means to be living on mission. To connect with us on YouTube, search for Bold Steps Radio or type in the website handle youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio and tap the subscribe button. By the way, if you'd like to hear even more Bible teaching from Mark throughout the week, be sure to join us each weekday on Bold Steps. If you can't find our daily program in your local station, just go to boldstepsradio.org to find more ways to listen. Well, that's our time for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again next week when Mark concludes today's message titled, There is Joy for the Discouraged. We'll be learning how to find joy and keep it. It's coming up next time on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Joe. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.